So I'm just starting it because that was fucking hilarious. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good. Um, okay, welcome back. It's been a long time. I know I posted one a few months ago, uh, but Kinky and Geeky at some point will end up actually returning. I'm here with Jack and Emo, Jack's lovely cat. <laughs> we keep laughing because if you say Emo's name, he'll respond. You can, probably, you can probably hear the squeaking in the background, and that's the dogs in the kitchen. Yeah, there's there's officially a five-month-old puppy living in my house who is a little insane, and uh, my dog, who's definitely not insane, very, very down-to-earth dog, but she is putting up with him, so she's probably hating everything about that kitchen yeah, right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's have a recap day, because... We have not been on in a while, and the last one I posted was a pre-recorded episode with Jack and Andre Shakti, um, and that was back in like November, December, I think. I don't remember when it was. Yeah, it was a while about, ago. Yeah. Uh, it's been a few months. I'm trying to get back in the habit of doing this, and since Fox has moved to Washington, uh, I'm going to try and have Jack on the podcast more often. Hell yeah. Um, as a partial co-host, co-host, co creator we'll, co we'll think of things co things yes all right folks um so jack what have you been up to shit uh <laughs> 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 um i got back from ireland last week i was there for two weeks the trip was nuts it was a birthday present from one of my partners uh that both of my partners went on <laughs> um and <laughs> It was it was great. I've always wanted to go. I have uh, family ties there, um, and I've always wanted to go there. I mean, as a half black person, it's sort of hard to go to your friends and be like, "Hey, I really want to go to Ireland and have them take it seriously." <laughs> but you know, this is, this is true. This is true. I've always taken you seriously, though, because <laughs> reasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I just realized that I don't think anyone has ever been made privy of what your heritage or my mm-hmm. heritage is at this point on any of the podcasts that it we've ever recorded. It doesn't come up, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, so yes, Jack is half black, and I am very fucking white. Very, very. Very <laughs> fucking white. I mean, um, granted, my white side is very dominant, <laughs> and is, I'm, I'm, I'm the whitest black person that could possibly true. happen. But still. Well, yeah, <clears throat> Jack likes anime and, and video games and Doctor Who and comic books, and he has freckles. And and eyebrow piercings, and he likes rock music. He, he you I could call Jack whitewashed. I have an Irish flag in, in my window. I feel like that's, there's that. There's a lot. Um, so okay, so Ireland. What else have you been up to? Well, uh, uh, the last time I really got to spend a ton of time with you, it was um, dinner. That dinner was when we went to dinner yeah. uh, for your birthday, which was pretty amazing and mm-hmm. awesome, and and that was a great thing. And I'm totally stealing your idea for doing two different events for birthdays. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually really brilliant. Um, also because it, I stole it more out of convenience since you won't be able to come to the <laughs> post-birthday drinking at Prize Fighter. Uh, so pissed about that. Neither will my friend Katie. So I was like, oh, they neither of them can come. So let me throw this dinner the week before. Um, so yeah, so that's that's coming up at the end of March. Um, let's see, what else have we done? Uh, we were both at Dark Odyssey Surrender. Yep, which was fun. Um, I got to write a Sibian. There are photos. <laughs> They're interesting photos, they're but there there are photos. Um, 
What 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 all did you get to do while you were at Dark Odyssey? Um, I got to, I mean, I got to hang out with both my partners and our little group. Because uh, my partners also has another partner, we hang out all the time. Yeah. There are superly adorable photos of it everywhere. Yeah, great big poly family. Um, and yeah, like I I got to do the regular stuff I get to do and sort of like work the work the events and the shows. Uh, but then I also finally got to do a scene with um my male partner that he hadn't experienced with me yet and uh put me in a cage and i got to wolf out and he had never really seen the extent of that before so that was that was good yay getting to do fun shit with partners is always great yeah we we learned that uh his his new wrist cuffs came in very handy because i probably (laughs) would have made him bleed quite a bit yeah but (laughs) so that's good I mean, that, that's definitely something that uh, is really good for you and, and for him and, and being able to experience that. Um, how were your holidays? Um, I mean, fairly boring this year. I mean, Thanksgiving, I went to Jersey and had Thanksgiving with um, one of my partner's families uh, who were super Italian and was amazing and hilarious and i don't think i've laughed that hard in a very long time her grandmother is insane and wonderful and (laughs) hilarious and should have her own sitcom uh and got to hang out with her sister and her meet her father and hang out you know so it was and my sister lives in new york with her boyfriend so they couldn't make it to the west coast for the holiday so they came and spent thanksgiving with her family which was really cute um and then christmas was really boring like you know hung out and with my family and that's just yeah it was kind of boring yeah i think everyone's christmas was kind of boring this year yeah how was yours even mine mine was mine was dull uh i went to my parents like i do every year (laughs) um i don't remember if the last podcast i put up that we talked talked about the fact that the blonde and i had split up oh yeah um and then got back together and then kind of split up again in a weird way um I, I will definitely try to have that incorporated on a future one and, and be able to sit down with her current primary partner <laughs> of sorts. Not de- which, which, Q, if you're listening, you are not her primary partner. I know, but it, you have taken a more leading role in her life currently. It is also easier to say that on a podcast yeah, and it's... define it than it is to go into yeah. nuances. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but yeah, no, my, my holidays were good after Dark Odyssey. Thanksgiving was uh, pretty mellow. Nothing really too crazy happened. Um, I did get to have you and a couple of friends from high school over right around Christmas time um, for dinner at the house because everybody was out of town. And um, that was really good. I had a really good time with that and sitting down and playing games all night and stuff, <laughs> cooking for you guys. Um, yeah, otherwise, I mean, even like, I mean, New Year's was kind of a, a shit show for me because... I'd been seeing a girl who she was involved with a a party event coordination group of sorts that uh, her um, well the, the I'm not a big fan of the group of people that attend said <laughs> event while the lo- the physical location was a really cool location um, the majority of the party goers that attend this regular monthly party are a little heavy on the Burning Man burner side. And tend to have kind of flaky, no respect for authority, uh, kind of what I call hippie attitude. Um, in that we're going to do what we want to do, how we want to do, when we're going to do it. And that's just how we do it. And that kind of annoyed the hell out of me. So she and I ended up separating and, and not seeing each other anymore. 
Um, but New Year's was kind of a, a shit show. I, did, I didn't even get a midnight kiss. I was supposed Aww. to be there as a guest, and I ended up volunteering for the entire night. I just feel like if you're at le- if you're going to be somewhere where you're sort of iffy about being there in the first place and it's New Year's, you at least need to get kissed at, at yeah. midnight. That's, there needs to be some reward for your hard yeah. work of that yeah, you didn't even want to do. Especially on New Year's. Uh. Um, it, it was definitely one of those, like, well, this is a fucking shit show. Um she later apologized to me about that and and we kind of i talked her out of going to every single party because the reality was like she wasn't even getting to get she was volunteering her time to go and volunteering her time to set up volunteers for this group but she didn't even get to enjoy the parties either so before we ended when you do that though like when you're gonna organize something you rarely get to actually enjoy it yeah but but it, it just with her it didn't work out there there were a lot of personality quirks that don't mesh with what i'm looking for in a partner and and she was uh, even though I'd been really upfront with her and said, I'm looking for a dominant partner to have a DS relationship with. She said, oh, yeah, I'm really into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After we really started getting into the dating, she's like, no, it takes me a while to decide to do that. <laughs> and that, that really was kind of a big letdown for me. That was like, oh, well, I thought I'm uh, uh, fine. So, and I I started to settle. And I hate I that didn't. crap. Yeah, but no. I, it, it was kind of an amazing thing because I didn't settle. I didn't end up... Um, doing anything kind of like i have in the past with other relationships and it was really kind of empowering um i ended up dating a, another girl briefly going on a couple of dates with her coffee date and then went to her house one night after work <laughs> um we are snacking on bacon while recording this and and jack just put like uh, uh remember putting orange peels in your mouth jack just did the same thing with bacon much um, more attractive this way yeah absolutely much more attractive this way um so but yeah one one of the things that i really found um rewarding about this other girl after going to her place after work one night is i got really fucking stoned and i haven't done that in a really long time <laughs> Um, of, and then, of course, like an idiot, I made the poor decision of driving all the way back to Berkeley from Tiburon. Ooh! Yeah. Um, it was, it was while fucking stoned mm. out of my mind. Um, it was a great time with her. Uh, we didn't get to see each other much after that, and then she texts me. She's going through a divorce right now. And it, Ooh, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it was something where time. her time ended up becoming limited, and she, she was, I appreciated her honesty and her upfront. She's like, I really like you, you're really awesome. I just don't have time for what you're looking for, and that's not fair to you right now. And she was being genuine and honest, and and I really appreciated that, and it, it turned out really well. Um, so yeah, I mean that was my that was my recent dating shenanigans. I mean there's been a, there's another girl that I've been supposed to meet up with a couple of times, um, but it just never seems to work out. I, we just can't coordinate our schedules. She goes to UC Berkeley and runs an art gallery for. Uh, people with self-esteem issues to come in and, and work out those and it's like her pet project thing, that's so. wonderful yeah no it's it's an awesome thing she does and that's what's making me like i've got a total like girl boner for this girl <laughs> because it's hot um and then so we, i learned all this stuff about her and we're talking we're talking um and she wanted to get into playing airsoft with me which i was really uh. excited about like all this cool shit she's poly she's primarily she calls herself bisexual but i'm I get the feeling she's probably a little bit more queer than bisexual. So all this comes out, and then she's like, oh, yeah, no, um, I don't think I'd be able to hold a gun, like a full-size rifle, because I've got some, like, I've got weakness in my wrist. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I figured maybe a little bit of CP or just not a lot of strength, and come to find out she's wheelchair-bound. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been the first time that I've dated someone in a wheelchair, um, but it was something that it was like this girl seemed really awesome, and and, and even still, like I, I still want to go out on a date with her, sit down with coffee. She wanted to learn all about the kinky stuff, and I don't know if she wanted to go on a date with me because she wants to pick my brain about kinky shit, or if she's actually interested in, in you, me. right? Yeah, so and it's just we haven't spoken in person, so I, I can't get a gauge or a read on who who she is as an individual. Mm. Um, so it's, that, that's been interesting. I mean, other than that, I mean, I've been working my ass off lately. Yeah. And, like, just 12-hour days every day is really starting to wear. Yeah, it's it's starting to wear thin. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is when you text about getting together and recording this. I was like, yes! Yes, I need that. Um, I need some outlet that isn't this. Yeah, well, I, I've been feeling super creative lately, and it was either going to be a, a, I either make something like this, and I, we record a podcast and a catch-up, or I <coughs> attempt to um, find a way to better channel my creativity, which lately has been difficult as I have not had access to lumber or building things, but um, I guess watching a shit ton of Tested and Inside Adam's Man Cave has not been helping with that. <laughs> it's not <desire> helping. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely been a, a bit of a hindrance to that whole process of, you know, moving past the creativity at this point and dealing with the things that I need to actually deal with in life, like paying bills. Um, That's usually important. Yeah, you need a place I mean, to be able to plug in the, the you know, this equipment to be able to record oh, the podcast, yeah. thus money and, you know, paying rent and bills might be important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, my bills are Vaguely. all paid. <laughs> I mean, my bills are all paid, but I really should be focusing on, like, paying down my credit card right now and... And and I've not been doing that. Like that I, I've been I've been bullshit. putting like a hundred bucks on every paycheck, and like it's it's going down surely. And, and it's not like it's that huge of a like I only have like a fifteen hundred dollar credit. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it's not bad at all. It's just a matter of like I'd really like to get it paid down because I kind of need to like get the brakes fixed on my truck. Like they're not bad. I can still drive, and it's not like I'm going to get into an accident. Um, but they, it should get taken care of in like, the near future. And I know that's going to cost me a few hundred bucks. I think that's the difference between, like, people who became, a, like, who you turn 18, you become an adult that, like, our parents were and, like, right before us. But then, like, you have, like, the millennials and, like, our generation oh. where it's kind of like, you know what? I'm adulting. I have to make the word cute. And then oh. I have to fucking... And then with my version of adulting is... Look what I did. I bought myself this thing that's really cool. Yeah. But I also have all this credit card debt. Instead of paying for, like, <laughs> new brakes on my car so that I won't die. Oh, look. That new DVD set is out. I'm going to yep. go do that instead. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Not... No, I just, I mean, like. I'm not saying I don't do that. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's ridiculous. No, and, and it is ridiculous. And I can't believe that I'm even part of it. I but I, I think it's also, it is a part of being an adult is that. There are times where you have to do a certain level of self-care and take care of yourself. Yeah. And and do that because if all you're doing is working to make money to pay your bills, there's no enjoyment in life at that point. That's that's the trade-off. Like, uh, the last few generations have been very much work-oriented. Like, I don't, I, there's no time for fun or time for me until I'm retired and then I'll buy all the yeah. things I want and there's a whole thing. Our generation, we're, we're not retiring. There's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Retirement isn't a thing. So we're sort of getting it all out now. And being semi-selfish oh, yeah. because we, I probably, because we saw, like, our parents and our families, like, not do that and not, like, have a lot of, like, things for themselves. Yeah. And spend no, all yeah. of their time as adults getting, like, married pretty quickly and then, like, 
having kids and spending their entire lives with their kids. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Like, now we're not having as many kids, and we're just, like, staying children our entire lives. I, I would like to point out, I am never having children. Yeah, that's me. That's all I'm, me. I'm having my... <laughs> and I've told Jack, I will gladly give him my testicles if they figure out a way to... <laughs> to attach them to, to my body. To attach them to Jack's body. Let's have the um, whitest testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm well, already... I didn't, I didn't say I'd give you the scrotum with them. Just the testicles. I mean, if they I can, guess like, that's take... possible. Well, I'm small. There's no extra skin anywhere, so... This is true. You might... <laughs> and I've, I've got a very low hanger, so... <laughs> it, it makes it makes tucking quite difficult. Um, when you've got a nine and a half inch cock in your pants or under your dress, Ugh. it oftentimes makes tucking it quite difficult. Right? It's even like, with hormones. It still oh, doesn't look you know what? I fucking didn't even think about it. I've started fucking hormones. In the time period since... In the time period since I've started fucking recording. And we didn't start with that? What's wrong no, with you? No, I don't know. I've got small little tits now. They're fucking... Boobs. Jiggly mm. and puffy nipples and sensitive. Boobs. Last, the last few days I've been sitting at work and all I've wanted to do is... one. I've got a really hot coworker that I work with and all I've wanted to do is have her come up and just fondle my little, like, <laughs> my little breasts and, and like just play with them. And, and we don't have that kind of relationship. I, I She is... <laughs> Um, well, if to, you had that to, kind of relationship, it wouldn't be a fantasy, now would it? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, and uh, to, like, she is the worst coworker I have ever had. She is an awesome friend, but as far as a coworker goes, and the reality of what you need in a coworker and someone who works, yeah, she's shit. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I love her to death. I think she's a really sweet girl. I'm, I'm totally be friends with her outside of work. Um, she just not a good coworker, but she's also a, she's literally, and I, I, I know this is, sounds very derogative. She's beautiful, but she is a well-dressed number two pencil. Like it sounds horrible, but that girl is a bean pool and, and not, not, it's not like she's anorexic or bulimic or anything. That's just her body type. She is just a fucking bean pole. She is flat chested, leggy, tall, Romanian she's really fucking pretty <laughs> but she is super skinny and I've watched this girl pound down two giant fucking Big Macs and she doesn't gain oh an no ounce. the tiny people the tiny people are all like I was telling I was saying something to uh, uh, one of my partners the other day about because uh, a friend of mine posted a picture of them on Facebook holding like this the biggest was it a Twix bar or a fucking it was like some sort of candy bar Toblerone? No, it wasn't a Toblerone either. Oh, okay, because I saw someone with, like, a giant, like, to- of the big Toblerone. Four-foot-long Toblerone like, that no had one to be, should like, ever have. <laughs> like, six inches in diameter if you were to do a circle around it. Like, right. I mean, it was huge. Yeah, like, she's holding this giant thing. She's also, <coughs> I'm telling you this, I'm 5'6 on a good day, and I'm I'm short and, and small and skinny, and my friend is maybe up to my shoulder, and, Wait, like... Is this friend female? Hun- yes. And single? Not single. Anymore, Damn it. No. And like a hundred pounds. Like she's <laughs> she's the tiniest little thing in the world. I love her to pieces. We've been friends for like eight years. And when we would hang out regularly, uh, like back in the day, she, we would be like, what do you want to do? Oh, we're going to IHOP. So then we would go to IHOP right. and she would down like a full plate huge stack of pancakes with all the fixings and still be like so what are we doing like what i you know like 10 minutes later be like oh i'm still hungry and i'm like i'm small and eat you know a lot for my size 
she puts me to shame and it's just like i don't know where it goes it reminds me of that scene from the casper yeah. movie where oh, they're yeah, eating yeah. and it's all just going onto the floor <laughs> that's that's what i imagine is happening underneath yeah. that table like yeah. but no, yeah they all eat like that it's fucking it, ridiculous it's, yeah and, no it's it's insane and it's kind of crazy that that's the situation man it's i would say to an extent kind of unfortunate that that's the situation because i know a lot of people um and by the way listeners please don't please do not misconstrue my interest in dating this person as oh she only likes skinny bitches and it's like no eh, no that's definitely no, not true not the case. um I, I just happen to have a preference towards short people um <laughs> i don't know why maybe it's because then when i wear heels i feel even taller yeah, um, as short people, I feel like know. if I can date someone who is by any means shorter than I am, I'm like, yeah, yes, like yeah, it's something about it. You kind of, you kind of enjoy it. You kind of like. It's like, oh, you're so cute and adorable. I can pick you up and throw you on my shoulder and do all these evil things to you. Put you in my pocket. Yeah, or but it's also kind of hot because then they can wear heels and you can have like a really hot scene where it's it's kind of empowering for them in a way to have them be the dominant in the situation and be like look at me i'm going to you know smack you around a bit and <laughs> and, and have my way with you <laughs> and yeah. and it's it's hot that in is a really hot. kind of weird way and it's you know it, it, for me it's a thing i like it you know i enjoy it i mean i have a i have a definite type like anytime i've ever i watch something and there's like like every time i watch once upon a time I'm just like oh regina you know like there's <laughs> there's definitely a type that i have and it's evil oh, evil evil works for me and the and i've noticed that like all the women that i've dated that have been shorter than me by like a significant amount are all all i mean most short people have like a napoleon complex to yeah. some degree and women are like they're already like like they're already in this angry spot and they're dating me <laughs> so they obviously like to take it out on somebody yeah and it's like even better because they're short and angry and i'm yeah. like yes i love it like yeah. it's awesome no absolutely <laughs> absolutely and and you know i for me it's it's cat dennings oh yeah absolutely oh, cat dennings, cat dennings uh... there's something about her like i know she's not everybody's cup of tea but I... the curves on that girl oh. and her sense of humor I, I just sit Every there time I watch and, Two Broke Girls, I'm uh, like, I want to marry you. I know. It doesn't uh. Two Broke Girls feel like like Caroline and and uh. her character from um, <laughs> from Nick and Nora. Nora. N- Caroline and Nora all grown up, and they just change the character name because <laughs> it's almost the same. It's it's like they're they're done with college, uh-huh. and she's just done, done. with Caroline shit. Uh-huh. And the best part is, is the blonde like sidekick in both is named Caroline. Caroline. You know, which is which is really appropriate. Which for me, I'm kind of like, even if Cat Dedding's response was, I just can't remember another name of another. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm still like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, <laughs> and it, I, I mean, it's probably got something to do with Whitney Cummings because Whitney Cummings is one of the primary writers and producers on that show. So. Yeah. Um, which is also Whitney Cummings is another one that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fan myself. <laughs> the fact that they that she joined the cast of Undateable and, and has become a semi regular character on there i just absolutely love because her show the whitney cummings show was hilarious with chris D'Elia. Mm-hmm. and it was i was really bummed when it got canceled after like a season and a half only the good shows get canceled yeah and and i think part of it was also like i think she was using all her really her best material for two broke girls because they aired at the same time yeah and i felt like i i watched it and it's also I, a level I, of splitting focus I'm yeah sure no absolutely well. yeah. I, fe- I definitely felt like she was kind of splitting her focus with what was going on and probably one of her bigger and more maybe more core focuses was on doing two broke girls because i felt like a lot of her uh her show was all her kind of redoing her stand-up comedy bits yeah pretty for much for the tv show and, and basically like acting out the bits that she'd talk about and 
which were still really funny and, and I had a really good time with it, but I think she was more focused and into producing something where she's not the main focus of it. And I think that's why she's actually worked out really well on Undateable, uh, which I'm still waiting for to come back on TV because they've like had their mid season hiatus and it's been kind of long and drawn out, but I get it. Like everybody else has projects. Delia's working on stand up. Funches is working on stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Flynn, I think, is in a musical currently. Yeah, he is. or something. So. I mean, I felt the same way about um, John Mulaney's show. He got like less than a season of yeah. out of his show, and I I actually enjoyed it. I I mean, I know that's not like the popular opinion on that, but like I like I like John Mulaney a lot. I think he's an incredibly hilarious comedian, and I think that he is a great writer like his stuff from SNL is always good oh, yeah. like his yeah. his writing in general is is hilarious <laughs> and i love his stand up but like i just felt bad that like maybe he's in the same boat like just writing for other people is easier instead of trying to like put, yeah. put your all of your material after you've been doing that for so yeah, long into yeah. your own show like it, it's definitely i think it's definitely easier especially if you're working with a team of writers i mean mm-hmm. neither one of us are in in the tv or movie industry but i would think it's probably easier to put yourself out there with a team of writers where you're working cooperatively than trying to be the lead and trying to write it so that you're using your material and it's fitting to your character rather than, you know, I, I can definitely understand that. Um, that it's know, always, it's almost always easier for people to write collaboratively as opposed to just writing yourself. The pressure oh, yeah, is yeah. off. You get to like really run your ideas to <coughs> other folks. It makes it a lot more interesting and more of a like, big wonderful blob of ideas as opposed to like oh, just absolutely. you in a room trying to write something out Abs- and... yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um <clears throat> yeah no um oh you know what i just realized mm. i was thinking about it? you said you're going to the capitals game tonight mm-hmm. in san jose against I the am. sharks which is awesome great for you but our teams are playing each other tonight yes they are so that's gonna be i'm gonna be texting you while you're at that game because <laughs> i'm gonna be sitting at home i'm gonna be watching it online and every time like Edmonton scores a goal, I'm gonna rub it. I'm gonna rub it. It's if they not score gonna a goal, happen. If, if they, they score, score a goal, goal. if they don't, score a goal, I'm like, don't say, don't I act know, like it's gonna happen. Like, well, you, <laughs> yeah. you never know. They might pull I mean, some out. They pulled a couple of pretty impressive ones. They beat the Kings early on in the season, and and the Kings at the. I know. Fuck the Kings. Fuck God. you too, Will Wheaton, for being a Kings fan. Yeah. Not just... not really. I love you, Will Wheaton, but still, fuck the Kings. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's something that like they they. You know, they, they've had a bit of a good streak this year. I mean, they're still, you know, they're still the very last team in the league. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that my, that I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the, the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks, and the Ducks have, like, granted, they do this, they, they've been doing this more often in the last few years. Like, they, they've been, like, really, like, kicking ass these last, yeah. like, bunch of games. They've been, like really at it I'm, I'm really proud of them as a team and like they're totally going to get into the playoffs like i'm not even i'm not even gonna yeah. jinx it that yeah. by saying it but like they do that thing where that so many other teams do and me and me and my partner talking about this about his team the capitals the other day too where it's like they get they get this momentum they get in there they get into the playoffs and then they fucking flush it all down the fucking <laughs> toilet in like one or two games yeah. it's like god you you were right there yeah no absolutely where was the momentum that you no, had I mean, it's, it's, I mean, but there's so many teams that are like that i mean the sharks have had that for the last few years yeah where they just they keep getting to the playoffs keep getting to the playoffs keep, and they just can't they can't, they can't make can't it over the hump, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen this year. I mean, it, it's definitely looking like it's going to be like a Capitals and, and uh, uh, Blackhawks maybe at this point. But Oh, the I'm, Hawks have been doing so well. They've been doing really good this year. Yeah, the Blackhawks and the fucking Dallas Stars. 
Yeah, I've oddly not, and enough, the, the Dallas Stars I had heard I had not heard shit about since I was in middle school. That's because they haven't done anything and, and since that was, then. That <laughs> was eighteen years ago. Yeah, like I mean, that was like, and and the only reason I even knew about the Dallas Stars, like there were three teams, I four teams I remember knowing about. I guess five technically that I remember hearing about when I was in middle school when I got into hockey, which were Edmonton, mm-hmm. the Leafs, yeah, of course, San Jose Sharks, of course. The Avalanche, mm. the Stars, the Avalanche, yeah, yeah, Colorado Avalanche, and it was because my the the teacher who got me into it, he was a um, he was a Sharks Avalanche fan. Okay, those were his. Team. Okay, yeah. So and and at that time, the Avalanche were also doing really fucking well. Mm-hmm. Like back in like 1998, 97, mm-hmm. 98, 99, the Avalanche had like a pretty good run right around that. So it, it was it was definitely something that they were in in there, um, but it was something that it was definitely one of those like those were the teams I knew about at the time, and I guess like the Ducks were around at that point too. Yeah, you know, I, because well, of, because of the, my... the movies and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that was my route. Like I was a total raised Disney kid, like <laughs> drunk on on Disney when I yeah. was younger, and so I I definitely got into watching the Ducks movies when I was a kid and. Yeah, I watched all the other like kids sports movies too, Little Giants, yeah, yeah. and you know like oh, I all the watched other Little Giants in a long time. Oh my time. god, I know, I love that movie, um, uh, and like all wow. the other ones. And then, uh, but I never, I never really got into it. Like I like baseball and whatnot, but I never, yeah. I never got into doing that so much either. And I played, I did play softball, but it, like, and it was fun. Did that for years, but yeah. like didn't get into it the same way that I got into hockey. Yeah, like I, I think I just always. I mean, I had a lot of anger management problems as a kid, so like yeah. playing a game where you got to basically like run into people and like fighting was okay like yeah. it was it was definitely much more yeah. attractive to me yeah no than, absolutely absolutely than any other sport was yeah um and they didn't have a men's rugby team at my high school just women's so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that so, didn't get into it either yeah no and that's that's definitely a thing you know i mean um i think for me like i was always into like i played soccer for many years when i was younger and i really enjoyed playing soccer and then i just kind of fell out of it because like sports ball became so much a thing like in like later on like middle school high school era so much more competitive yeah it just and it it was like i'm just not like this is boring for me i don't care about football baseball's okay i could give two fucks about basketball (laughs) yeah i Um, never basketball was never my my thing it's just one that I, i can't and i mean those are the three big ones and i'd always kind of liked hockey and it wasn't until the last few years that i really got back into watching hockey and really enjoying it and i don't maybe it's a maturity thing like i just like i'd probably stopped paying attention to anything hockey related for a few years because it was just not something that was on my forefront at the time i was so focused on you know the heteronormative right like i need to find a lady and get married do that thing (laughs) that thing that i'm not doing now Right. Um, that one thing that I've given that I'm not doing at all. Yeah, yeah. that is absolutely opposite of, of my life goals at this point. Um, actually, over Christmas, my my mom like complained. She's like, "I'm never gonna have any grandbabies," and I was like, "Well, not for me. You're not. No, nope. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I do apologize. You won't for me." And my little brother was there, and he was like, "I'm gonna have kids. I just gotta find the right lady and get married, and we're gonna have kids. You'll have grandbabies. Don't worry about it." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> I think my my mom has oddly. Like, me and my, my little sister are both, like, very family-oriented, both fairly traditional. My sister much more than me because, well, she's straight and, like, 
has always been like kind of boy crazy and like really academic and like kind of the golden child of the family thankfully there's one of us um and then there's me <laughs> who like will never make any money because i work nonprofits and want to teach and you know like but still had a lot of and like is you know queer and kinky and trans and like there's a lot of other things but like no matter how alternative my life may seem to like the greater world like i'm still like one of the most traditional people that i am friends with like i like i totally want (laughs) i want the kids and i want the picket fence and i want the wife and i want i want like that all of those things and but because of the amount that i have dated period or and, and or where my life is now with my current like uh partnering things like situations um where like i don't identify as poly um or gay or queer really but like you have always been i've always known you to be a very straight identified individual Mm -hmm. and and it's the last couple years have been kind of interesting to see you evolve and 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 do this thing and and i'm more amused i was actually thinking about this as you were saying wife um because you have really kind of evolved and changed in this situation i think largely since your your first relationship Mm -hmm. your first big relationship um and i i've seen like a growth in you i kind of love that you hold on to this this i am straight and i'm gonna have a wife and i'm not poly and yeah and it's it's, that's that's my one of my like that touches on like one of my biggest pet peeves about that whole situation is like i have to have i've had like fights with my partners around this in like recent past because like Again, one of the greatest beauties about our society is that you can identify however the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, that's, no, that's the point, is that yeah. you, you, like, I was saying this earlier, like, it's because you, like, if you suck a whole lot of dick and you, like, yeah. love the idea and you only want to date men and you, have, like, doesn't, and you and you are identified as a man, you still don't necessarily have to identify as gay. That's yeah. up to no, you. No, like, no, not at all. And, yeah. and that's, like, my problem with that is, like, A, like, the, the word evolve when it comes to that bugs me because that, what, what are we saying that, like, other other lifestyles aren't evolved like straight people aren't evolved like that that language always always weirded me out but then on top of that like my partners are all like you've been in this relationship for so long you're dating more people than the rest of us and you still don't identify as poly and i'm like no i don't i am dating other people i am in this situation i'm not going to give up the situation because it's working yeah but in general if i was in the situation with other people (coughs) and and it wasn't this particular thing and like this whole situation ended like tomorrow and i was a single again i'm not going to go out and look for yeah. more poly situations i'm no, probably absolutely. actually going to avoid them like the plague and not go anywhere yeah. near them um because it's not my lifestyle it's not something that i'm comfortable with i have to work really hard to maintain how i feel around certain situations because that's not where i'm most comfortable and my partners both don't want kids. They don't want a lot of things that mean a lot to me later in life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to give them up right now just yeah. because of that. So, like, I still want all those things, but I'm comfortable right now in the situation I'm in, yeah. and I love both my people, so I'm not going to stop it. But that doesn't yeah. make me a poly person doesn't evolve me into somebody who like wants those things regular like oh i've seen the light now i see why people do that on the other hand i'm just like i see that people do that i can see why they do that yeah that actually to me just means that i'm not gonna be doing that like later on in my life absolutely (laughs) i mean like well i i would say don't go that far 
Like, don't... Because, like you said, like, people identify how they want to identify. Right. They don't have to. And I would say for you, don't hold to yourself to this idea that that you're going to change this thing. Because if you're comfortable in a relationship and you're happy in a relationship and the relationship makes it work, even with working hard for something, you may find that it's the relationship that you want, the relationship that you need, and it's the healthiest relationship for you at this point in time. And it may be the healthiest relationship for you in the long run. Right. If I, I stay with these people forever, I'm not going to like be upset by that or feel yeah. like I lost out on parts of my life. Like That's not that at all. Like yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly content. And I'm, like again, not going to like stop them for whatever reason yeah but at the same time like i also know that like like if one of my partners all of a sudden got into like a major like started seeing somebody regularly and got into that new relationship energy i already know i'm not going to handle that well like i've I've handled the situations we're in because we're all so close knit but but i like as as soon as it becomes someone who's an outside third party right i don't trust people outside my pack like i just don't yeah no that's under (laughs) i get it i get it i understand you know, like, just things like that, like, yeah. I can't I can't do very easily or yeah. well, and, like, I don't, like, I want to be, like, somebody special to somebody, and yeah. if I see that that special is being used with somebody else, that doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, no, de- so, I, I can definitely mm. see that, and I can understand that. I've had those moments myself where I've been interacting, like, especially when the blonde and I started doing the poly thing, like, mm-hmm. I'd always kind of identified as poly a little bit, and I've always been like, you can't get everything you need from one person and it just doesn't it really doesn't work especially if you're heavily involved in the kink world Mm -hmm. um you know and especially if you're like me where you don't like i identify as a submissive and and to a certain level a slave for the right person right um but at the same time i'm a sadist i will hurt someone just as much as i enjoy being hurt you know i mean there are certain things i won't do but i've always believed that you really can't get it all from one person it just doesn't really work out that way and even with switches, like I've tried dating switches and, and switches still, it's like so many are either so binary in their view of switching, like they can only do one or the other, They can it's and they need lots of time in between. And mm-hmm. it's just like, well, that's not really enjoyable. Like, and I realized I would really want a dominant partner and then another partner that I could, you know, beat on, have fun with, you know, do, do the fun kinky fucked up shit with. Um, but yeah, and, and that was something I had to learn that when the blonde and I... When the blonde started dating other people and I was not meeting people, I was having a hard time because I really felt like it was me or there was something else or maybe I'm not really poly this way. Um, And it was hard for me to accept because it was very much so a situation where she was getting all these dates and she was seeing people and eventually she she ended up with the person she's with now. Um, And it, it was just uncomfortable because it was so much of dealing with that new relationship energy with those pre-established relationships which can be really really fucking hard and really difficult and tricky um you know it it's something that when dealing with that it's oftentimes it's just a matter of hey like take that step back remember this is a bigger thing you've been with this person longer you're both poly in this way it's not like they're gonna leave you those fears that i used to feel definitely over the years have, have subsided and alleviated um I mean, it probably helps also that the blonde and I have, like, we ended things, we got back together, and then we kind of pseudo-ended things when we moved out of our place in the East County, East Bay area, and I moved to Berkeley, and and she moved down to Oakland with her current partner. Um, It makes it easier when you're not, like, like, something that my my ex-wife, like, said at one point, like, which I quickly shut down, but, like, we 
broke up because of a number of reasons. Yeah. Majorly because of, like, cheating and whatnot. Yeah. And how, like, and thankfully she, and granted, every, every breakup, there's two sides, there's, there's blame oh, on all sides. Yeah, yeah. And at least she took most of the blame for a lot of what had happened. Yeah. Uh, and after we had broken up and, you know, like, st- you know, st- probably stupidly, but admittedly, like, we're hooking up after we had broken up for a little while. Yeah. Was like, you know, if you had just been able to be Polly when we were together, uh, yeah, which but, never got brought up, by the way. Like, yeah, but, but, you know, you know then you, we would have been also... fine. And that's different with the long term. Like, if you're already with somebody and then yeah. you try to change the dynamic, yeah. it's a lot harder to take, to, like, change that dynamic Absolutely, yeah. than it is to, like, end that, have some lessons learned, and then start in new relationships with that yeah. already established. Yeah, like, no, and, and starting a poly, starting a relationship with that preset knowledge of being Polly is one thing. It, trying to introduce it into a pre-existing relationship. I mean, that's what was so hard for the blonde and I with dealing mm-hmm. with this, was that we had a we had established a relationship for five and a half, four and a half, five and a half years at that point. And it ended up turning around into this thing when we realized we were both poly and trying to deal with it and figure it out and navigate it. A lot of jealousy, a lot of issues and fear and, and all this stuff. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily help the fact that the blonde has bi- is bipolar and, and has right. <laughs> her own her own issues going into certain situations and and reads to the most extreme situations at certain points not always but at certain points um but it was definitely something that was a contributing factor to that whole situation so i definitely think that it's at least in my experience it's it's been a positive thing but i also understand that like just because i'm poly and i'm i understand i'm poly if i meet the right person who does actually meet all those checkmark requirements then i'm not going to be opposed to ending up being with this one person for the rest of my life if that's how it ends up being because i i mean i want to get married yep you know i would like to get married to someone who's willing to have an open relationship an open marriage i would prefer someone who is also interested in being open in in that aspect of what's going on so that we can better have a relationship where we understand each other and, and and can evolve that way i mean i want to fucking wear like a nice dress and have like people i really love and care around around me and, and with her and and i still heavily identify as the groom in this situation and not not the bride just because you're a groom doesn't mean you're yeah. wearing a pretty dress like yeah on, no like, it's just gonna be a black and white dress instead of an all-white dress there you go you know because lord knows i'm not fucking pure uh, tuxedo dresses are always in um uh, <laughs> yes, no and i've seen some really hot awesome ones that mm-hmm. I've, in the past that have been really awesome and amazing so. yeah i mean i think i think something that has definitely i guess if you're going to use that language quote-unquote evo- like evolved or changed yeah. in, my, in my in my mindset has been basically like like i just had to actually say these words out loud and really think about them but like because i've been talking to somebody and like hanging out with somebody uh new and just sort of like getting to know them and seeing where that goes and it's it's been great but it's also made me like think about where i am in my relationships and like with myself with that and like and kink and all those other things and and been like yeah like i guess if i had to like kind of mix the two sort of ideas in my head around my relationships it'd be like no i totally still identify as as despite dating dating a cis man like i still identify as straight and monogamous generally and happen to be in these situations right now and like enjoying them yeah no absolutely but it's also like i guess ideally long term because i am kinky and i understand that like maybe like the person that i end up with maybe won't be into some of the things i'm into or i won't be into some of the things they're into and that's that's odds are will happen and I don't believe that you can be everything to somebody, but that's 
also generally why I have the relationships with my friends that I have. Like, I like having my relationships be, like, intimate, and I like my romantic and sexual relationships to be with one person. Yeah. But I have a lot of intimacy and and love for my friends, and that's where I get a lot of my other things. And so being in a long-term marriage or relationship with one person and then, you know, being able to discuss, like, hey, you know, like, we're I want to go to this event. Do you want to go? And if they say yes, then great. And, like, establishing, like, a situation of, like, okay, well, I either have someone that I want to play with or not, and yeah. deciding whether or not those can be, like, overtly, like, naked, touching sexual or, like, not. Right, well, and, like, okay. things like that that, like, okay. w- what would work, so, but, like... Or, like, it, every once in a while, like, maybe be like, okay, well, my friend is in town that I used to hook up with a long time ago. It would be okay if I went and hung out with them and then, like, have, like, maybe a certain level of yeah. sexual conduct be okay. But, like, that's kind of the extent, I think, that I would be able to handle it from someone that I was with a relationship with mostly monogamously yeah. for long term. Like, but, what, what, see, so I, I hear that and I understand that. And I would say that's, if you were trying to classify that, I call that polymonogamy. Mm-hmm. And the reason I call that polymonogamy is because you've got your one primary partner, the person you love and you care about, and then you have maybe tertiary individuals that you play with, that you hang out with. It's like having an open marriage or an open relationship of sorts, but it's definitely something that is outside the norm. It When I refer to poly, I don't necessarily mean polyamory. I mean, you are definitely in a polyamorous relationship. Oh, yeah. I am definitely in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> That's definitely where that is. Yeah, <laughs> it is definitely a polyamorous relationship. But to a certain extent, like... While I would love to have polyamorous relationships, I definitely probably do also identify more along that polymonogamous relationship. Yeah. I don't Which, have the energy for most people in general, let alone like multiple relationships yeah. are really I'm a I'm a person who wants to get home from work to like pos- to one person and my animals and like sit on my couch and not do a whole lot. Yeah. I'm such a grouchy old man that like attempting to be nice to multiple people after I already hate the yeah. world is hard enough. Let alone like yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's also it's it, I def I think there's a term for it because it's it's you are like monogo monogo romantic, mm-hmm. but maybe poly play i i, I there's Kinda, like, yeah. i know there are terms for it i'm not super fucking familiar with them monogamish gets used and yeah monogamish yeah yeah I, I mean it's definitely something that's understandable you know it, it's i definitely think for you and your situation it's a very unique situation but what i was thinking about before was um i, I got this image and i just realized that your your cis male partner mm-hmm. would probably let you call him your wife Oh, totally. Like, absolutely. I'm sure he would. He would love it. And the the, the image of that went through my head. And it was probably one of the cutest things I ever thought of. It was cute and adorable and wonderful, and it made me really happy. Be like, hey, wifey, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, and and he would call you his husband, Mm -hmm. and and then that's exactly how it would go down. And Uh and he is just that wonderful of a human being. Yeah, like he doesn't believe in in marriage as a as an institution, but like, I mean, there's definitely like benefits, like literal actual benefits to getting married. Yeah, that he's that he's a fan of for you know monetary purposes. But um, and I'm sure that like that even if like that never happened like actually legally like that would be something that he'd totally yeah. be like because we've oh, definitely discussed yeah. things around well, that like yeah what and would we want to do if we did yeah. do that you know and, and that was something that actually got brought up recently with uh the blonde and her partner was that um they were talking about setting up a domestic partnership with each other yeah for for financial reasons for you know i mean they were basically at that at that point they were gonna get married it, it nothing's come up from it yet like there's been no talk about it 
I'm all for it if, you know, for them doing what they want to do. But they've both already stated, like, they're vehemently against marriage. Like, they, they both. And, and I think that was probably one of the dividing factors between the blonde and I was like, I want to get married. I want, I want, a, I want a partner that I get to call my wife. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's, I want to be her wife. I want that to be our dynamic with each other and, and be able to have that with one another. And I want the fucking, the ceremony and the shit. Yeah, the party, know? the party is good. Like, yeah. I had a wedding. I totally, like, you know, actually enjoyed the wedding. I don't remember parts of it because I've either blocked them out or it's been so long or yeah. I was so busy and stressed out about the whole thing that I've forgotten bits of it. But, like, generally, I mean, despite the, you know, actual marriage falling to pieces and, yeah. like, the relationship I now have with my ex-wife and all those all the other factors, like, everybody had a really good time at the wedding and yeah. I had a good time and totally worth the, like, a little over four grand that we paid for the damn yeah. thing, which is cheap. Yeah, that's dirt cheap for a wedding. Um, the, you know, the one, totally worth it. The mm. one thing I do realize, like, I want the wedding, I want it, but at the same time, I hate being the center of fucking attention. <laughs> I absolutely, I mean, when, when that's I That's kind of what you do when you I get know, up in front and, of those yeah, people. Yeah, and, and it's so hard. Like, when you ask me to come and speak on the panels and stuff, it's so hard for me because at a certain point, I have to become the center of attention. Right. And mm. it fills me with anxiety and fear and worry, and I'm like looking for the exit because it's just not my thing i don't like it um i had this conversation with my parents recently uh, a very close family friend is dying right now um and asked to see me asked to see molly and asked to have me come out there and, and oh, they wow. specifically asked for molly it's a longtime family friend uh very very wonderful. close um and they wanted to see me as as they're on their deathbed and so i i agreed to do it and drive all the way out to conquer to go see this person and and I, my parents were like why was that so difficult for you I, I mean it's just going in and seeing someone it's like well you don't understand like i don't want to be the spectacle at something like i haven't seen any of these people since i came out i'm not ready to deal with it i'm not mm -hmm. living full-time as a woman yet so i'm i'm not at a point where i'm i'm really comfortable with these people asking me these questions a stranger walks up to me and wants to ask me questions or like I like I told you a dude I used to play airsoft with asked me if because he likes trans women it doesn't make him gay or uh, even which coming the answers the, no or even coming to the panel like yeah, you do a great and, job on the yeah, panel yeah it's you know. it's easier to deal with that because I'm probably never going to fucking see these people again right or if I am like it's going to be because he's on the other side of the field and I'm shooting a bunch of plastic at him that helps. You know, it, it, it helps, you know I mean? Um, <laughs> Shooting a bunch of plastic at somebody is generally really helpful. Absolutely. Fucking loot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think probably the only time that I've had kind of a little bit of awkwardness... Actually, I, there have been two times where the panel has been awkward. There was one Just time... <laughs> there was one time where there was a girl I'd gone on a date with who right, never fucking that. called me back. Oh, I forgot about on the panel that. sitting on the front row. Ugh. And that was a little awkward. I was more... I felt super fucking empowered. That was super helpful. It's like, look what you could have had yeah all, you know yeah, like, especially since the date we'd gone on she knew i was a trans woman she knew all this stuff but i i went after work because there was no other point in time for me to go so you weren't all... so i was presenting masculine right. and she knew and we had this long drawn out conversation um mostly on my belief structure on sissification and, and forced feminization and and the way that it kind of hypersexualizes uh women and trans women both um and and my issues in that and she agreed with me and then never heard from her again I don't not a not a fucking not peak. A peak. And then she ends up being in the front row in that class, and I'm in fucking heels and and decked out and looking fine as fuck. And it ends up being that uh, the situation is you know she just had to deal with it and sit there and, and fucking take it and and be involved in the situation and and sit there and listen to my my story my talk my you know everything and that was great. The other time was the last time we did it. 
which was a at the, at the armory, <laughs> which was <laughs> fucking insane. I know. I'm kind of sad that we're yeah. not going to get to use that venue again for um, the yeah. I'm like, oh, um, it was just it was one of those things. It was like I felt like I was maybe like getting ready to. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Just so you know, that that sound was my roommate coming in because yes. we're doing this in my living room. Yes. So say say hi, Dylan. Hi. <laughs> there you go. Hi, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, and it was like I, I felt like I was going in to shoot porn, which was something I never <laughs> I've never really wanted to do. It's like that, been, no, that's a lie. There have been a couple of times where I thought about it, and I, years ago, many many years ago, I was contacted by Kink.com. Someone was on MySpace when they first oh, started God. doing. TS Seduction and saw some old photos of me and was like, would you ever want to shoot with us? And I was like, man, eh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just imagining you like very Mary Tyler Moore, like kind of get off the bus type of situation with like a yes. hat and a suitcase. Oh my God. And you yes. like get off a of Bart and you walk up to Kink <laughs> and you're standing there like, this is my day. And you yeah. walk in and you're like, oh, I'm on a panel. I'm not yeah. doing porn. Like, yeah, no, I, did, I, I did get off Bart. I drove. But yeah, I mean. Just throw was, your hat in the air. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a very, it was a very interesting situation. But it was also, it was also super weird and awkward because it was all like professionals, like therapists mm-hmm. and people. So, a not lot the crowd of, you're thinking about lot, when you go into kink. A lot, yeah. Well, one, not the crowd you think of when you go into kink. And so much of my my talk when I go on the panel, like I use humor as a way to diffuse people from the awkwardness that can be from dealing with a trans woman. Right. And these people were like just fucking deadpan mm-hmm. the whole time. Like I that was pulled, a very weird group. It, yeah. It, mm-hmm. And it, and it was very much so. Like I was so used to dealing with sex workers and. You know, other kinds of professionals, you know, and and people who wanted to learn how to be a sex educator for work purposes and, and other things led. It was just very much so a, um, I was not ready for it. So I, 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 I'm definitely like, um, I'm going to have to ask you to t- give me a heads up the next time we do the panel to just tell what me. Kind what kind of crowd is this? this what, time? Is, it, is it a bunch of sex workers or is it a bunch of, you know, like a. Uh, is it a bunch of therapists and, and professionals who are, you know, going to yeah. not laugh at my evil, fucked up sense of I humor? mean, the tone changes for every class because, yeah. you know, it's a different groups of people. But at the same time, like, I do the same thing with my with my talks. Like, I, I, I spent most of my career yeah. with panels and talks talking to teenagers. So a lot of the time, the humor helps because it helps <coughs> them feel more comfortable in situations they're yeah. not used to with, like, strangers. And so, like, totally, like, the humor thing comes out for me all the time. And that's, I think, one of the issues working with adults is that either they're gonna be like, oh, okay, this is, I, it's okay to laugh at yeah. this, it's fine, or they're all, like, taking themselves way too seriously yeah. and thinking, if I laugh, is that gonna be disrespectful, <laughs> or, like, I'm here because this is, like, work-related, and I'm taking notes because this person is talking about a subject that I need to learn about, and it's like, yes, you can take notes, but you can also enjoy the fucking panel. Yeah. Like, you can like, laugh about shit. It's fine. Yeah, like, no, like, still have a sense <sighs> of humor. Be a human being. Cause, right. you know, it's, we're putting ourselves out there and being vulnerable. But, but yeah, so, I mean, like, to get back to, like, the, the wedding, like, it's like, for me, like, the idea, it's like, oh my god, I have to stand up in front of a bunch of fucking people. Yeah. And then I have to fucking walk around and agree, oh, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. And part of it, like, I'm just like, Thank you for coming, you people. I just want to almost do a speech. I don't want to do the individual, like, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, which I know is super fucking traditional and important, but well, I just want to, like, I want to have the ceremony. I want to feel fucking amazing, have this amazing time Well, I mean, it's your partner. wedding. Like, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, people do weddings in these I weird, almost fucked like, up ways that, you know, like... I almost feel like I should make, like, a table that we get to sit at and everyone else comes up and no, says something. No, that's totally what you know? we did. Like, we did that thing where it was kind of like, we don't want to have the procession. Yeah. That's such bullshit. And people will come and find you. Like, even if you don't make it a thing, like, you know, yeah. even if you don't make a speech, even if you don't do anything, people will come up 
at wherever you are and give you hugs and try to yeah. talk your ass oh, talk absolutely, your, your ear absolutely. off and like so like yeah ha- like we had the the ceremony we changed the room around into like the the after party and then like me and me and the, the at that point like very recent wife just sit down at our table yeah. and we're like hoping to get food as soon as possible because yeah. you don't eat at your own wedding you just don't like it's <laughs> you you don't at all like you have food made for you and yeah. then you sit there and you don't get to eat because people keep talking to you yeah so then we just sat down and hoped to get food in our mouths yeah while people were talking to us yeah no absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I definitely see that like i don't ever want to bug the bride and groom like when i've been to fucking so many goddamn weddings <laughs> and i i hate when they do the come around because i want them to go like they just got married. They don't need to be the host and host. You invited like, us here. We're yeah. already friends. We'll yeah. talk later. Yeah, like. no, exactly. And I think maybe that's what I'll do. Is what I'll do is I'll have have there be like a ceremony for a lot of fucking people, but then a very small group of people get invited to a reception. Yeah, a very small group. Yeah, usually of it's the opposite. Usually it's like the there's like a handful of people that are gonna be here yeah. at the actual ceremony, and then like you move to an after party because it's easier. Which I always thought would be it's the opposite because you end up spending less money if you have everybody show up to the ceremony exactly. and everyone's there and they cry and they're happy for you and they clap you leave your present to the side yeah and then less than like then you would be like okay that's it and then you tell like you know 10 to 20 people like yeah show up at this restaurant we're gonna have a thing afterwards. exactly and then well, you're only paying would... for like 25 people to get well, fed yeah like, <laughs> well, and it's not even that like probably what i would do and honestly like no joke and and if you are the woman that wants to be with me and this is sounds like an awesome and amazing wedding uh, please reach out to me either on uh, Facebook or <laughs> FetLife or something else and we'll talk we'll see what goes on um, look up kinkyandgeeky.com or lowkey13 on FetLife and uh, we'll, we'll have a conversation it'll be interesting um, but you so, just totally like just hoard yourself oh, out oh I totally like, did <laughs> yeah but so, but so here it is it's, so it's, you, have the, you have the ceremony and you have a bunch of people at the ceremony and then we go to a bar that there allows you to bring your own food yes or have food delivered Yes, delivery. So you go to a bar, <clears throat> people can go get their drinks, you have your own drinks, so you're only paying for yourself, and then you order food, like shit tons of like pizza from Fat Lane Splitter, or Fat Slice or somewhere, or you get fucking like Chinese food delivered or Thai food delivered. Like, spend like a few hundred bucks on enough Chinese food for like the 20, 30 people that you're inviting. Which is already going to be like less than a third of the price that you would pay exactly. for getting a catered exactly. meal done yeah and then and then like i've got friends who are who are bakers and stuff and i, I will contract and i will pay them mm-hmm. but i will contract them to make cake or cupcakes or something because it's a fucking traditional thing i'd rather it be pie but whatever if you want it to be pie then we are destined to be get you together. know it is harder to get somebody to jump out and strip out of a pie than it is out of a cake cakes tend to be a little well, like no, no, taller no, no, no. they can fit in there bachelorette party Cake is fine because you don't eat the cake that the stripper comes out of. Unless you're eating it off the stripper. Well, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> but for, for like, wedding, like, you don't want the stripper coming out at the wedding. I mean, well... Well... Depends on the wedding. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure <laughs> that if I did end up, for some reason, marrying one of my partners, there... I mean, A, there would be strippers at the <laughs> wedding because they'd be invited. But yeah. also, I'm sure that, like, we would have, like, 20 cakes and all of our friends feel... would think that it would be the best idea for all of them to jump out of these cakes. Yes. Well, and, and on, <laughs> on top of that, like, 
between burlesque performers, strippers, sex workers, porn stars. Mm-hmm. Like the people that you are, you know, and are affiliated with are vast and many. Yeah, that would be an interesting <laughs> wedding to say the least. <laughs> if you marry one of your partners, if anything, that would just be like a reason to marry one of my partners. Oh, would be like no, because the party would be hilarious, and my and, mother and, would be so confused, and my dad would be so happy. Yeah, like, no, it'd, it'd be, like... be fucking amazing and wonderful. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> a lot of people might get pregnant after that, um, <laughs> which would be interesting in that to crowd. Say the least. Yeah. Um, but so then, like the other side of it is definitely the like. Um, I think with you, like you guys would end, you'd end up having like I think it would be super fucking mellow and chill, and nobody would get fucking crazy. No, it'd be totally fine. It'd just yeah. be like cool. Like I can like I can imagine like. A couple that because of 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 one of my partners specifically, I can imagine a very like weird like moment of like you know, and the graduate is like banging on the glass, like don't do it. But in, <laughs> but instead of a like don't do it because I'll never have you again, in the very like, hey, would anybody mind if we like went and did something kinky in the back room right before you get married so that it wouldn't be weird? Like it'd be, it wouldn't even be like it wouldn't be the same like desperate attempt to just be like, hey, it'd be really nice to have sex one last time before you get married. Is that yeah. cool? And be like. Yeah, no, go ahead and didn't do that. It's fine. Like, yeah. just don't ruin the dress. Like, I mean, yeah. like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, the weird, the the thing that would be like super inconvenient for most people would just be like, oh yeah, no, we'll just have her back by, you know, this as long as you're back here in like three hours, you know, because yeah. we're about to start, and that'd be really weird if we were late. But uh, you go have yeah. fun. Like, um, I was just thinking about it, and and that gra- that whole graduate thing. I was trying to think of which partner would be the most amusing in that church to do that whole graduate thing, and I don't know if it's. If it's funnier, if it's your cis male partner, mm-hmm. or if it's if it's Andre, that it's funnier. <laughs> funnier with, or if it's one of Andre's partners. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm more imagining one of one of Andre's but, partners but, over but the But Andre's them. partner stopping your wedding to your cis male partner. Right? No, that would. Yeah, no, I can see that happening and, too. And, yeah. and, and it's being like a very like, wait, what? It's like, don't do it. Don't what the. F- uh, you're see, at, I think you're at the wrong. I think you're at the wrong venue. You see, while this is funny and like would be hilarious in theory, there's also this part of me that would be like, this is one of the reasons why I don't identify as Polly because yeah. there's too many moving parts for this <laughs> to be. A, I'm way too simple of a person, <laughs> generally, when it comes to like things I like or things that I like to be organized. Can, can, <laughs> here's, here's a good too question. many fucking people. Can you juggle? No. Okay, so there, there I, I can there. juggle I think tasks. That should, I That's think that, it. <laughs> I think that should be the litmus test for people who are poly. If you can juggle, you could probably do right. poly pretty well. Yeah, if you are if a good you juggler. If you can't juggle, don't sorry. Do it. Yeah. And it's not multitasking. No. It's juggling. juggling. Specifically. If you can have that many <coughs> balls or whatever you want to handle in yeah. the air, you know, like... Balls, tits, balls, tits vaginas, whatever. Dildos, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want need to juggle with, if you can't juggle them, don't don't try to stick them in a bunch of other people. Exactly. Uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I need a t-shirt wow. that says that. Uh, if you can't handle this stuff, you shouldn't be in poly. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you can't juggle all these things at once, you like, shouldn't be in poly. I'm a great multitasker in one room. Like, I can, I can sit and play... I can sit and have TV on, like, actually pay attention to what's happening in a TV show, have my, my Game Boy going... Have my phone here and answering text slash every once in a while looking at Marvel Academy because I now can't stop playing that goddamn game <laughs> on my phone, um, and still be like doing work on my laptop and listening to music at the same time on my headphones. I can do all of those things at the same time. 
but I can't deal with multiple human beings very easily. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's an understandable situation and statement. You know, it's, it's a very difficult thing. I mean, it makes me wonder if you'd be able to handle more of a situation that is like a... Uh, giant pot like like kind of what you're in right now but like expanded if it's easier if it's handling where everybody's dating the same person Mm -hmm. so everyone's in that new relationship thing with that new person instead of just one person where the attention's being drawn away or taken away from from something i always feel like it's more that's my more social experiment question for the situation not that i'm going to subject you to that situation because (laughs) jack go um, do that (laughs) yeah you you might um yeah we might see you on the news right i mean i running for president i can as donald trump's vice president as opposed to fucking Caitlyn Jenner trying to be Cruz's oh, transgender fucking we're, we're not we're not person. gonna we're oh, not God. gonna talk about don't that. don't even we're get me there um but no like i can i can see how that would possibly work out better i think it would depend on the partner but i also i've never in my in my experience and in my life seen a situation where there's like a couple that's together for regardless of how long they're together but they've established that they are together, and then they bring in somebody different, and they're both really liking that person. Yeah. Because that one person always, no matter if it's, like, pretty null, yep. like, it's known from the beginning, or it ends it, up yeah. happening, they are always attracted to and want to sleep with one of those people. More all, so than the more other. More so than the other. Yeah. In my experience, usually way more than the other, because they're trying to hook up with that person more than they are yeah. with that with, with the yeah. other part. No, and then it's definitely that way. I mean, I won't say that that unicorn triads don't work out. Yeah, you know, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do, and they it happens. It you know, it's a thing. It's it's totally a thing. Doesn't always work out that way. I think it depends it's on your very... level of want and need out of that oh, uh, out of the people in that situation. Abs- yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so it's a situation that is very much so making sure that that situation works for you. Um, I think we're just going to call this the Jack and Molly discuss the poly podcast. Right. Um, because, <laughs> and then I'm, like I was, th- I was thinking that after, after <coughs> the, this recap of a podcast, uh, like trying to like schedule to do this. Oh, absolutely. Like at, on, a, on a far more regular basis. On a far more regular basis. And also like thinking about like topics beforehand. Yeah. But, well, there's, like, there are definitely a couple that I want to talk about, but one of them involves maybe having one of your partners on because, I really want to sit down and talk about PTSD because that's one of the things that recently was kind of like pointed out to me. Like I haven't mm. actually sat down with someone and, and really talked it out yet, but it, it was pointed out that I probably suffer from a certain level of PTSD from, you know, being molested as a middle schooler by a fellow student for yeah. several months at a time. So it was something that uh, was pointed out to me and explains a lot of my, my anxiety issues with being in crowds and needing to be armed and wanting my back up against <laughs> the wall and... Uh, yeah, so definitely, uh, that's uh, been an interesting revelation, and 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 your partner was really kind of instrumental in, in kind of pointing that out. When well, we went de- to go he see definitely loves me. being the center of attention. So if he oh, if he's yes. ever asked to be on this podcast, I'm oh, sure absolutely. he would be like, "Yes, I will do no, that." Well, no, and he, he, I've asked him before <laughs> if he'll come and do it, and we, we can talk about PTSD. And he said yes, and it's just timing and everything is not kind of sunk up with everything and and with me working 12 hour days every day at work has been kind of a nightmare lately so hopefully we'll be able to get that on and we'll we'll sit down we'll do more because i also want to sit down with some friends of mine who definitely make the poly thing work and and talk with them because they they've had you know one one of them has had a very long-term partner the other one just currently hasn't met anyone but he's also a chef so he's cooking and working constantly yeah um so it's just a matter of finding you know the right thing so there are definitely subject matters i want to sit down and talk about it's just a matter of 
being able to set up the time to do it because I know your schedule has been kind of crazy with, with Ireland and everything else. Ireland, and, and I got my surgery coming yeah, up at the end of the month. Yeah, got surgery coming yeah. up, so it's definitely <laughs> something that I think... Which, granted, I can do podcasts because I will literally be sitting in the exact same spot I am sitting now yeah. for no, absolutely. three weeks. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, no, it, it'll totally be something that... And I took that last... Maybe we can record a bunch in that the week of that I took off at the end of the month. Yeah. You know, sit down and record a couple. Because I took a week off at the, at the end of March for my birthday, so... Mm. And nine, I, nine days off will really kind of help recharge me from all this crazy shitloads of overtime that still don't really quite make enough for me to pay the bills or save up money to buy a house. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd really like to own where I live. Yeah, if there's anybody uh, listening eventually from other places that are not the Bay Area... Don't move here. Uh, don't don't, don't please, move here because you're please. A, raising my rent, and B, you do not want to pay the amount of money that we pay Ugh. to be broke all yeah. the time. Like, I'm I'm getting paid twice what I was getting paid at my last job. And my last job, I was, like, you know, definitely living paycheck to paycheck, definitely yeah. never was able to save any money, was barely scraping by, but yeah. still, like, was able to maintain. I'm making double that now, and I'm so thankful for the job that I have, and I, I'm loving it. But at the same time, I'm making double what I made, and I'm still living paycheck to paycheck, and yeah. I'm still not able to maintain everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely... <laughs> not okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a situation where you Don't still... Move here. You still end up living paycheck to paycheck, so... Um, I think we're going to call it a week. Yeah. It's been about an hour and ten minutes. Um, remember to stay safe, sane, consensual, participate in risk-aware... Uh, kink and enjoy all the sexy fun times you get to have because you got one life to live you can only live it once so enjoy it the more you enjoy it the better you'll feel because let's have beans at every meal we have like eight catchphrases for the end of this apparently i guess i don't know what's wrong with me (laughs) have a week